Psalms 56. Psalms 56. Let's stand. You're going to find the two characteristics of a man. That's the title of my message. Two characteristics of a man. And uh, for those of you that weren't in here, uh, we're going to baptize Billy Ray next Sunday after the morning service. Lord willing, nothing happens. Uh, Psalms 56. You're going to find two characteristics of a man here in these four verses that I'm going to read. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man will swallow me up. He be, I'm sorry, he fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for the time we have together, Lord, and we just pray that as we learn this afternoon the two characteristics of a man, Lord, we pray that we'll be able to understand better the kind of life that maybe some of us are concerned about we live and and the kind of life that maybe some is concerned about uh, that they will have to live. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll help us in all things, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. Two characteristics. Two characteristics of a man. <clears throat> Just remember this: it is fear which frightens us to the Lord. Fear and trust are the two characteristics of a man. It's fear which frightens us to the Lord. Fear and trust are the two characteristics of a man. Christ in us is the object of all our trust. David makes it very clear that he will trust in the Lord. He says, I will trust in thee. David's determination was to commit all his troubles to the Lord. David's confidence in the Lord overshadowed his fears. So what what are the two characteristics of a man? Fear and trust. Fear and trust. You know, we we often, sometimes, you know, people talk about anxiety and fear and such, but but let me tell you, folks, uh, there's nothing any better for anxiety than to learn how to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord for whatever it is that, uh, that you need at this particular time. So David had all the confidence in the world. He talked about how that men uh, are constantly 
swallowing him up. How men are constantly fighting daily and oppress him. Talks about those things. We all have those problems. Every one of us. Every one of us have those problems every day. When we're oppressed by something. If it's sickness, we're oppressed by our sickness. If it's uh, something that uh, that bothers us uh, or people, sometimes it bothers us. Well, we're we're oppressed every day about something. Every day we come up on something that you know. If you haven't learned to pray the Lord, pray the, to the Lord many times during the day, you haven't seen too much oppression. Because I want to tell you, folks, one thing for sure, David said, I, if I fear, he says, I will trust in the Lord. So, you know, that takes care of your fears right there. Apostle Paul said, for which cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that, which I have committed unto him against that day. Now, nobody, nobody, I don't care who you are, I don't care what kind of preacher you are, nobody saw the oppression that the Apostle Paul saw. Turn with me to uh, the 11th chapter of Second Corinthians, if you would. I want to read to you something here. The 11th chapter of Second Corinthians. Paul says, you know, he, he sort of boasted a little bit here, but he gives God all the, all, all the glory for it. He says, I say again in, in 16th verse of the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians, he says, I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool, Receive me, and I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak, I speak, I'm sorry, I speak, it, I'm sorry. That which I speak, I can't even see that word. It not, it's not, it, it not after the Lord, but as it was foolishly in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye, <clears throat> seeing you, you yourselves are wise. For ye suffer as a man, bring you into bondage. If a man devour, devour you, if a man take of you, it is, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face, I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. However, or howbeit, whatsoever any is bold, I speak uh, foolishly. I am bold also. And they, are they Hebrews? So am I. Uh, um, 
Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of the of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in in labor, more abundant, more abundant in stripes, more measure in prison, more in um, frequent in death oft of the Jews have have times received 40 stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys of often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the, in, in, in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings, when, when, in fasting, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things, there are the, I'm sorry, there are with, I'm sorry, because those things that are without that which cometh upon me, Daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not. Who is offended? Am I burned not? If I must needs glory, I will glory in the things which come over me. References. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I be next. So Paul, uh, who, who's, who's had all those things happen to him? I'm sorry about the reading of that, but my, my vision's worse tonight, this afternoon it was this morning. Uh, but anyway, um, Paul was... Was, was, I guess you could say if anybody was ever up against fear, it was him. But how did he, how did he stand it? How could he stand it? How could you, how could anybody stand all that? How many preachers would have dropped out of the ministry if that had come up on them? How many would minister as long as the apostle Paul did? Until he ministered until they cut his head off. That'll offend you too. You know, that's, uh, he was up against a lot of offenses. Jesus himself said, offenses come. 
And Apostle Paul knew about them. He knew all about them. You might say, well, a lot of things have happened to me. Nothing like that. I can stand up here and tell you, well, I've had a lot of things happen to me. Nothing, nothing like that. Like the Apostle Paul. And, 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 and in the end of it, he said this one thing over in verse 9 of the 12th chapter. He said, my grace, he said, the Lord held him up and said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, you'll say, well, a lot of things happen. I get sick a lot. Well, it could be the Lord strengthening you. could be you need strengthening. It could be you, you need more than, than what you think you do. You may think, well, I need special doctors. I need this or that. You could just need strengthening from the Lord. And the Lord has promised He's going to strengthen His people. And certainly that's uh, how Paul saw it. Paul said, uh, for which cause I also suffered these things. I just read them, some of them to you. Not very well, but I did. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. We sing that song. Do we believe it? Do we really believe it? Do we really believe it when you get sick? Do you really believe it when you lose a loved one? Do you really believe it when death and sickness and death comes? Do, do you really believe that you're, that you, you know in whom you have believed and you know that he's going to take care of you regardless of what? You see, fear and trust are the two characteristics of a man. David said, what time I am afraid. Fear is a part of living. And being a human. Blessed is every person who knows God as a refuge in a time of fear. Adam hid from God. David hid in God. Now think about this for a moment. When Adam came up on the first, first sin as ever committed by humanity. The worst of that sin, you, some people say, well, Eve, Eve, Eve was deceived. But Adam sinned with his eyes open. Adam, Adam, Adam sinned with his eyes open. And because he did, you know, sometimes we sin with our eyes open. And because he did, he hid from God. He hid from God. But David sinned openly. And he knew better, but David hid in God. David found his hiding place in the Lord. David learned that when guilt and wrath came together, there is no condemnation to all those who are in Christ. Peace with God was made on Golgotha's hill. This is where God made peace for us. Only peace we have today is what he made for us. You know, I pray every night when I go to bed, I pray every night, Lord, give me a, a night of peaceful sleep. And he does. Ever since I've started praying that prayer, you know, I've got the most peaceful sleep anybody could have. 
And, and, and certainly, there's a lot of fears. When you lay down at night, there's a lot of fears. I tell Rhonda, Rhonda gets scared of some things sometimes. When it starts lightning and thundering and all that. But just realize God is going to take care of His children. God's going to take care of His children. It, it makes no difference. He's going to take care of His children. Yes, you're going to have fears in your life, but you also have to have trust because of those fears. You've got to have trust. Christ died for every one of us who can and do trust Him. We were all born with a sinful heart, and there is no deliverance within ourselves, none whatsoever. You can't deliver yourself. You can't deliver yourself from your sins. God has to. You can't, you say, well, I can repent. You can't if God won't let you. You know, listen, folks, that's possible. That's possible. You can pray all day long, Lord, forgive me for my sins. I repent of my sins and then go right out and do them again. All of us. It was a fearful thing for Esau. Esau did not realize the consequences of his sin of selling his birthright until he prayed to God and said, God, I want to repent of it. And God wouldn't let him. God wouldn't let him repent of it. Deliverance is not in us. It's not in the words you say. It's not in the times and the things. Deliverance is in the Lord. How many of you pray when God doesn't lead you to pray? You know, I got in trouble one time that way. There was a, I went to visit, Brother Kendall and I went to visit this lady in the hospital. And her three sisters was there. All three of her sisters were holiness. And I asked her, I asked a lady, I said, can I pray for you? She said, yes. I started to pray and all of a sudden them three started. And I just stopped. And, and, and they stopped. And one of the ladies said to me, said, why did you stop? I said, are you all finished? Said, yeah, we're finished. I said, well, then I'll pray. Sometimes it's just not a good time to pray. I told Brother Kendall, like, if we got back in the car, I said, that wasn't a good time to pray for that woman. But I did anyway. I don't know if I went over the bounds of what God would have me to do, but I did anyway. God leads us when to pray and when not to. There, there was a time when some of the children of Israel prayed. What did God tell them to do? Get up off your feet. This is not time to pray. Fear. Fear and trust. You know, God brings fear upon us, and then He brings us to the fact that we have to trust Him to overcome it. If you've got fears, if you've got everyday fears, and all that, and it's because, and I believe it, you might say, well, that's not what the doctor says, but I because I believe it's a fact that you're not trusting the Lord as you should. 
Because I do believe if you trust the Lord as you should, He'll relieve us of those fears. He'll relieve us of those, he'll relieve us of those things. We're nothing but weakness, and we're doomed to fail if we look to ourselves. If you look to yourself for help, then you're doomed to fail. You have fears. Oh, yeah, you have fears. I've seen it too many times. I've seen people who are just tore all to pieces because of their fears. Because they fear some of the things that they feel they fear is going to come up on them. You know, I've always prayed, Lord, uh, I'm not, I, I'm ready to go, but I don't want to suffer. So you can imagine. When I start suffering, fear is going to come up on me because I don't expect that. Fear is going to come up on us, but I do expect the fact that I do trust the Lord. I can say as Apostle Paul says, I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he will keep me, keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that with all of my heart. You know, there's a lot of fear. I mean, when I was in the military, there was boys committed suicide because they had to go to Vietnam. They were so scared. And I was just too stupid to be afraid. Because I'm like the old boy from up in the mountains of Kentucky when when I when I was drafted, Brother Sam, old Sergeant Bodie said, If anybody thinks they can whip me, you step out right now. And I looked over, old Green was taking his jacket off. I said, What are you doing? He said, I ain't never been whipped. He said, I ain't afraid of him either. Let me tell you. Old Green came to a point where he was afraid. He did fear. He might not have feared at that moment, but he did fear. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people fear. A lot of fear comes, but boy, I've learned since the Lord has saved me, which was after my military days, I've learned that you can trust in the Lord. I learned that in March 1967. I learned that you can trust in the Lord and you can overcome your fears by trusting in the Lord. Billy Ray got exactly what he needed today. For his sickness and his health, he got exactly what he needed today. He's got the Lord in his heart now. And Billy Ray, don't fail to ever look to him for help. Because he's there and he'll help you. The second that we are conscious of our sin, we must immediately turn to the Lord and his saving grace. You will never be at a weaker moment than when you learn that you're a lost sinner. I'm telling you folks, I've, I've, I've been up against a lot of things in my life. But my weakest moment in my life is when I learned 
that I was a lost sinner. When Brother Jim Jeffries told me I was going to die and go to hell, you talking about fear. I, I got so afraid that I got on my motorcycle and I rode it around those those hills up there and I said, if hell's around that next curve, I'm going to run right into it. I was going to try to overcome my fear by running right on into hell. I was just stupid. I soon learned that trust the Lord and he'll take those fears away. He'll clear your conscience. He'll clear. You won't be guilty anymore. You won't be guilty anymore. I've seen people who serve the Lord so guilty that they can't even look up. So guilty that they can't even, they, they can't even say anything. <clears throat> but God can cure that guilt. We're all guilty. As I read to you this morning in, in, in the Sunday school class. You know, we're all guilty. All of us are guilty. All of us did not know what, how, did not know to fear God. But I'll tell you, the time came when I know now what it means to fear God. Because I know, I've heard people make statements like, well, if I did that, I'd be scared to death God's going to come down on me. But then they go and do it. I don't understand that. If I do that, I know the fear of God would come down upon me. I mean, the, the, the wrath of God would come up down upon me, but then they go and do it. That's not fear. That's not the fear of God. Fear of God is when you learn <clears throat> that you're a lost sinner and you're going to die and go to hell if you're not saved. That's fear. I can't, I can't begin to, I can't begin to want even my worst enemy. I don't have very many. I've got, a lot of people don't like me, but I don't have any enemies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to wish my worst enemy to go, die and go to hell. I would not. Those of you who are saved need to realize there will be trials and many temptations. You're going to have trials. God's going to lay down trials for you. It's going to happen. You might say, well, I don't have any problems. Well, if you don't, there's something wrong because if you're saved today, you're going to have trials. You're going to meet with trials every day. You're going to meet with trials. There are going to be things that you're going to have to make a decision on whether I, I, I want this or I don't want this in my life. And those trials are going to come. God's going to try your faith just to either to not, not God knows how strong you are. It, it's not to, God doesn't try your faith to see how strong you are. God knows how strong. He tries your faith to show you how strong you are. Show you how strong you are. Sometimes you realize I'm weaker than I thought I was. Weaker than I thought I was. 
Those of you who are saved need to realize there will be trials and many temptations. These will be looked upon as frightful countenance. When those things come, you say, I can't believe these things. I can't believe this. Why, why is this happening to me? Look at old Job. Old Job, Job did not know from the very beginning and all the way to the end. He only learned at the end that there was a trying of his faith. Job, all through that, 30, 30, I believe it's 38 chapters of Job. And all through those 38 chapters, Job did not know what was happening to him. He had people who thought they knew. He had people who told him he had sinned and done a terrible thing. Job says, I have not. Some people may say, well, you, uh, you, you don't know what you're going to say that. No, Job knew that he hadn't sinned. And you know when you sin. You'll say, well, I don't know when I, you will know when you sin. I didn't know that I was doing wrong. Yes, you did know you were doing wrong. You knew you were doing wrong. But you did not know how to fix it after you did it. That's when fear and trust is the key characteristics of a man. Yes, there's nothing wrong with fear, but also that characteristic of trust is the most wonderful thing ever was. When Belshazzar was told what the writing on the wall meant, his countenance changed. Oh, he was a happy man. He was celebrating his birthday. He was a happy man. He was up celebrating. And all of a sudden that writing came on the wall. Not because he was celebrating his birthday, but because he was using the things that he stole out of the temple of God. And he was, he was, uh, 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 he was, he had them using them during his birthday party. It says, then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled and his countenance was changed in him and his lords were astonished well Belshazzar was a happy man what what in the world happened to him that writing on the wall he didn't even know what it was he didn't know what it meant he didn't know it was even for him until Daniel told him sometimes you may not know what's wrong with you until somebody tells you what's wrong with you Oh, but I have seen this many times. Speaking of myself, I've seen those who have faced or is facing a trial or temptation. How their countenance changed, sometimes from very happy to very sad. Very sad. How do I handle this? What's next? In that kind of a life. What's next? Who knows? I know the Bible says, and a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest. Isaiah 32, 2. Who is that man? That's Jesus. And a man, Christ, shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert 
from the tempest. The man is Jesus. Oh yes, even saved people must look back to Calvary many times in their lives. We have to look back to what happened then. Lord, I, I know, I, I know there's, there's forgiveness. I know that when I sin, that's what Paul meant when Paul said over there in Hebrews uh, 10. Turn with me over there just a minute. I'm, I'm about finished here. Hebrews 10. What Paul said there. Paul said in Hebrews 10, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. That's fear. That's fear. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much, how much sore punishment suppose ye shall be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Listen. That's what you do when you sin. As a saved person, that's exactly what you do when you sin. You're trodden underfoot that very blood that you should have gone back to. When you sin, you ought to go back there and realize that He died for you. And all you've got to do, you have an advocate with the Father. All you have to do is ask forgiveness and He'll forgive you. You don't have to go out and try to repair it up. You don't have to lie about it. You don't have to cheat about it. As one person told me here one time, said that uh, I'll never come forward because of my sins, because I am a private person. What an excuse. I am a private person. The last thing that every person must face in this life is sickness and death. It's going to come. Just as sure as you're sitting there today. If I ask all, if I, don't, don't raise your hands, but if I ask how, how many of you feel good today? You know, I got up the other morning and I told Rhonda, I said, Rhonda, I feel good today. She said, well, that's great. I didn't get up the next morning and tell her I felt bad. I wanted her to still rejoice in the fact that I was still feeling good. But I guarantee you one thing, I let the Lord know that I wasn't feeling the way I did yesterday. Just like this morning, my eyes were clear as a bell this morning. They're not this afternoon. Our life doesn't always go the way we want it to go. 
doesn't always go. I thought what I was able to see this morning, I was able to uh, read the scriptures without making so many uh, having to look two or three times at something. But then it comes back. It comes back. That's what they told me about my eyes. They said there's times when you have spikes in your eyes and they you can see good and there's times when you can't. That's a sign of cataracts. That's a sign of other things wrong with your eye. That, when, when a doctor operates on my right eye, Winston, Winston was asking me about it, on February the 5th, or 4th, 5th, February the 5th, he's going to operate on my left eye March the 6th, I believe it is. But you know, they tell me that my vision will be good when they get done. Lord, let that happen. I'm re- I'm ready for it, Lord. Let that happen. Sickness and death. This will bring fear, and fear must be handled by trusting in the Lord. Your fear must be handled by trusting in the Lord. I, I've heard people say this, and they're right. I've heard people say, I don't know what people do when they're lost. They don't have the Lord to go to. I've heard people say that, and they're right. I don't know what they do either. I don't know how they handle it. Death has shadows that are dark and dismal. But faith has victories over death. The Bible says, and they overcame him, that is the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. Revelations 12 and verse 11. All those saints that are going to be gathered there one day in heaven, the Lord said all of them overcame him, the devil. By trusting in the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. It goes right back to there. You know, if you haven't been washed in the blood, the song says, have you been washed in the blood? If you haven't been washed in the blood, then you're not saved. Your sins are not cleansed. He has He has taken your sins and, and He's made them so, so uh, invisible... That God doesn't look upon them as even being there because He saved us from them. He washed them. He washed them clean in the blood of Jesus. The psalmist says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is fixed. You know, if you're saved today, your heart's been fixed. If you're not saved today, your heart hadn't been fixed. You know, I'm thankful to God this morning that Billy Ray Stoddard was saved. But I'll be also thankful if others in here are saved too that need to be saved. I'll be thankful of that. May God bless you today. All right, let's have.